The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Today on The Revolution, it's Jim and Trav, new firearms, tech toys for gun enthusiasts, and the controversy that surrounds them. So ready yourself for a Kansas pro-gun and knife bill, the progressive loss of freedoms that's forced firearm manufacturers from their home states, new advances in the shooting industry, the rise in popularity of suppressors, a sweeping pro-gun law in Georgia, and much, much more. And it's presented to you by Outdoor Channel at OutdoorChannel.com. Now, give it up for Jim and Trav. What's happening behind the scenes right now is is interesting stuff. It's smart gun technology, I think, is going to be the new the new battleground for the gun control argument. That's just stupid, I'll tell you what. I don't have one dumb gun in my arsenal. They're all smart. They yeah, are. laying on the table, they're really smart. I'm not the smartest guy in the world. Jim will attest to that. <laughs> <laughs> and have several times. Yeah, okay. Uh, we're talking about uh, gun goodies and Second Amendment issues on today's show. Being joined... Not by Miss Buggy, but Mrs. Bunny. Hey, yo. How's it going? Good. Do you want to sing with Taylor Swift, too? Uh, I'm good. Thank you, though. But I want to sing real quick. Can I sing with me, Jimmy? <laughs> I don't want to wait for short just to be over. That's like Dawson's Creek stuff there. Yeah, it is. Anyways, we were talking about gun goodies and Second Amendment issues on today's show. Isn't that right, Jimmy? That's right. Mm-hmm. Being joined by the lovely, the talented, wearing... What kind of skirt are you wearing? A maternity maxi skirt. I was talking to Jim. <laughs> yes, Jim's wearing a maternity it. maxi skirt. It's kind of a kind of a throwback to uh, the old days. That is uh, Mrs. Bunny in Jimbo's weird side coming out there. <laughs> so on today's show, we're going to be joined by Executive Director Jerry Henry from GeorgiaCarry.org. Also, Michael Bain. Check him out on Outdoor Channel, the best of defense uh, every Wednesday night. Plus, the Shooting Gallery that is uh, 7:30 p.m. Eastern Time. Also, 8 p.m. Eastern Time Wednesday night. Also, outdoor writer Kyle Winterstein as we dive headfirst into a shallow pool of uh, Second Amendment issues. (laughs) All right, so, you know, suppressors, they are really taking off, guys. Actually, from uh, from what, 2011 till uh, 13, how much have they went up, Bun? Uh, 37%. That's a lot, 37%. In the civilian market, it's a huge amount. Well, and if you think about how difficult it is to get one in the first place, I mean, you've got to jump through hoops in order to get them. You're going to be pregnant for a shorter amount of time than it is like the, the waiting period seriously right the, well the uh, sh- to, the shortest waiting period and you have to have like um, special preference is three to four months but generally most almost everybody else that applies has to wait nine to ten months and I think that that's um, pretty consistent with um, uh, Jeff Nimnick who's been on the show as a predator expert here um, said he waited at least nine or ten months to get his suppressor well you know I was at the uh, local gun shop uh, up in uh, Atwood Kansas and they've got several suppressors there, but you would think that you're holding like the Hope Diamond or something. When they pull it out of the case, they don't really want you to even touch it. Well, yeah. doesn't the government actually classify a suppressor as a firearm, even, even though it doesn't fire? Even though it itself can't fire a bullet. Yes, they classify it as a firearm. Yeah. Why? And so, well, and so being that it's a firearm, you have to go through the basic background check, but you also have to jump through hoops to get it because I don't know. I think it's portrayed in the movies as being, you know, you see it on the end of a, 
of a handgun. Yeah, and it's the mobsters, you know, and it makes everything completely silent. I think anybody who knows anything about suppressors, the shot is not ever completely silent. If you hop on YouTube, there's like nine million idiots making a suppressor out of an oil filter. There should be a a lawnmower muffler. They should should have a waiting period at uh, Napa. (laughs) You can't get your oil filter for nine months, buddy. Um, Well, so, but in order to get a decent suppressor and not one that's built um, out of spare parts, you know, so you go in and you get one and uh, you pay for it, but then you have to fill out an ATF form number four, I think. Mm-hmm. And not only do you have to uh, be 21 because you have that's the age limit for it, you have to have enough cash to buy a suppressor because these things are not cheap. No, the the no. majority of them, I mean, you're starting anywhere between $500 and $1,000, but you also have to pay a $200 special tax to the government just to apply just for to one. Just to apply for it. Yeah, and say you uh, don't get it, then you're just out your 200 bucks, And then you wait the nine or 10 months before you can even uh, get it. And so if you're planning on using it in a hunting application, you better think about that well ahead of time in order to get it before you the miss season. it for this year. Yeah, before you get season. the season that you want it. That's so stupid to me because you don't even have to jump through hoops if you want to buy a bazooka, for, <laughs> you know, like that. Yeah. I mean, I've got four a, of them myself. In a suppressor, you know, talking to Jeff Nebnick and stuff, um, they reduce recoil more than anything over noise. What do you say? Like up to 60, 70 percent of recoil, felt recoil, is reduced with a suppressor. That's the mistake. They actually don't make it that much quieter. It dampens it a touch, but not that much. Yeah. Maybe they think it's going to encourage hunting because you'll be able to shoot more because your shoulder won't be bruised. I don't. I mean, yeah. well, I yeah. think what? A misconception I think a lot of people is that um, that people that hunters use firearms that way they can shoot multiple times without scaring game animals. I think everybody knows you shoot once <laughs> and those puppies are gone. They're you gone. know, yeah, you have to. Well, be I don't on top shoot at it. puppies. Yeah, that yeah. often. <laughs> now, I now have the, the uh, suppressors are legal in thirty nine states. Twenty nine permit hunting. Now, here are some of the states that uh, silencers are not legal in. They frown upon them. California, Delaware, Hawaii, Illinois, Iowa, Massachusetts, Minnesota, New York, New Jersey, Rhode Island, Vermont, and Washington, D.C. Good old D.C. I think everybody should hunt in D.C. <laughs> yeah, good old D.C. I've never until the battle like a rose ever thought about actually purchasing a suppressor. You know, have you? No, I, I've looked at them, and that's about it. And that, well, that's yeah, I think as they're close cool. as I want to get. I, I would like to get one, but. Consensus has been a lot. You know, um, after Newtown, there was like a huge um, rise in the amount of um, AR-style guns. And um, a lot of people buying guns like that. And there's still a lot of people buying guns. But maybe um, the people that already have these now, the consensus is that they're ready to uh, um, outfit them with accessories now. Not, not necessarily buy as many guns now that they are ready just to buy accessories for these guns. And the suppressor happens to be an accessory that they want to purchase. Well, you know, going to that platform, and maybe Jimbo read this too. It's a new, one of the new magazines that we subscribe to here at the office. They were saying that the popularity in the AR platform in the different calibers that they offer it in is becoming so uh, popular that the traditional bolt action rifle will eventually not go by the wayside. Exactly. In the, in the, the future, it will. I, I They are just exploding. I know. Aren't you getting one soon? Yeah. Another one? Fact, I'm, I'm like getting that. in uh, 308. Are you really? Uh-huh. Yeah. It's going to be a nice gun. Yeah, it is. Oh. I'm going to get suppressors on everything. 
<laughs> Just because you can? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I guess, you know, what'd you say? Let, let's say a typical wait, 10 months, going to cost you 200 bucks. You don't even know. Well, plus, plus the cost. Plus the cost of the suppressor. What, what'd you say? Average price of 500 a, to 1,000 starting. Oh, yeah, for really? my 1911, it was like 750 bucks. Yeah. The gun is 750 bucks. But here's the thing. You got to make sure that your barrel is uh, so you might have to have it fitted to be able to screw that on. Exactly. And so you may have to buy a new barrel like I'm going to have to for my 19, 1911 uh, in order to be able to use a suppressor. Now, every time you buy one, you have to reapply, right? You yeah, can't just like you're you not, apply one time. You no, can buy you're not a grandfathered in. No, really? no, you're not grandfathered in. It's every single time you buy one. Well, I'm planning on, on my, my Blazer 470. <laughs> I was going to say that. <laughs> How are they going to do get that? A suppressor for that. Of course, it's a double barrel. <laughs> but he's he's going to have to apply. I could do the top barrel this year. <laughs> <laughs> you get out there and forget which trigger should I pull. Do you think pull? that's a bad idea, folks? <laughs> oh, that's really neat. Once again, we are talking about gun goodies on today's show. Also, Second Amendment issues uh, coming up after the break. We're going to be joined by the executive director, uh, Jerry Henry of uh, GeorgiaCarry.org. And he's going to be talking about that brand new bill they just passed in Georgia. It's number 60, I think, on the uh, countdown list. Yeah, and then we're going to hear from Michael Bain. He's the bane of his wife's existence. He's not married. <laughs> we're going to hear he's not his girlfriend. Yeah, I told you. We're going to hear from Michael Bain with the best defense uh, every Wednesday night. Also, Shooting Gallery on Outdoor Channel. And then outdoor writer Kyle Winterstein as we talk more about Second Amendment issues and gun goodies. Now, Bunny, you're coming back, right? You betcha. I'll Gonna be, be here. talking about ammo shortages and... Uh, A Kansas uh, gun and knife bill. Nice. All right. Big thank you. Nissan. NissanUSA.com. Also, Outdoor Channel. OutdoorChannel.com forward slash revolution. Ruger. Ruger.com. High Mountain Seasonings. H-I-M-T-N. Jerky.com. Plus Cabela's World's Foremost. Out here at Cabela's.com. Here is a word from Mr. Paneri. Take a listen to what he has to say. Also, check us out on Facebook. Facebook.com forward slash adventures of Danmi. We return right after this. Outdoor channel on the growth of the firearm industry. The total economic impact of the firearms and ammunition industry in the United States increased from $19.1 billion in 2008 to $37.7 billion in 2013, a 97% increase. While the total number of full-time equivalent jobs rose from more than 166,000 to more than 245,000, a 48% increase in that five-year period, according to a report from the National Shooting Sports Foundation. So what's behind the fast-paced growth? According to Stephen L. Sinetti, NSSF President and Chief Executive Officer, we have seen dramatic, unprecedented during peacetime growth in the firearms and ammunition industry. That is a direct result of consumer demand for our products in the last five years. While our nation's overall economic recovery has been slow since 2008, our industry has been a true bright spot. So the discussion is just beginning. Don't miss anything from this week's analysis of guns and sex. Second Amendment issues, and you can listen 24-7 at OutdoorTrailsNetwork.com. A good hunting and fishing buddy is hard to find these days. They've got to push through the most grueling and enduring adventures. That's where the Nissan Frontier comes in. It's the perfect wilderness partner with a first-in-class utilitrack cargo carrying system to strap down your big game and tons of power from a massive 261 horsepower V6 engine. The Frontier has got your back, even on the days you might come up short. Nissan. Innovation that excites.
Available features. 2014 Ward Segmentation Small Pickup Class. Properly secure all cargo. The Ruger American Rimfire Rifle combines features of the Ruger American Rifle and innovations of the 1022 Rimfire Rifle to appeal to all bolt-action enthusiasts. It features a modular stock system that provides comb height options for scope or iron sight use. A power bedding integral bedding block system for outstanding accuracy. A Ruger Marksman adjustable trigger. And a 1022 style rotary magazine for reliable feeding. The Ruger American Rimfire Rifle. Another rugged, reliable firearm from Ruger. Outdoor Channel presents Bottom Feeders. If you're not willing to put it all on the line, it isn't worth having. Three teams of commercial fishermen battle Mother Nature. Get everything out here as fast as we can! And each other. Someone's here to sabotage us. All in pursuit of the big haul. Look at all them fish! It's a big deal. Stop, stop, stop! It's the rest of my life. The chase is on. It's a good way to make a living if you're nuts. Bottom Feeders, presented by Ram Trucks. Friday nights, 8.30 Eastern, only on Outdoor Channel. You're listening to The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Let's do it, guys. Here are the boys. Hey, if you're just joining us, you missed all this. What is you talking about suppressors and how everybody needs to have one? Everybody needs a couple of them. You'll never be suppressed. I never. You're too good for that kind of I stuff. I have hairy toes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anyways, uh, we are talking about gun goodies and all things uh, Second Amendment issues on today's show. Here in a minute, we're going to be joined by Jerry Henry of GeorgiaCarry.org. He's going to be talking about House Bill HB60 there in Georgia. He's this, the executive director. Yeah, he is the executive director. Thank you for that. And this inside look into it is brought to you by Nissan. Nissan, innovation that excites. And once again, we're being joined by Jerry Henry, executive director, like Jimmy said, of uh, GeorgiaCarry.org. Mr. Jerry, how's it going, buddy? Going fine. How about you? Now, we're doing pretty good. Now, this is a very comprehensive bill, uh, very progressive uh, for uh, the Second Amendment. Now, kind of fill us in about this. I mean, uh, Georgia really is taking big strides uh, to protect and lead the nation. Yeah, our rights. When we started uh, our organization back uh, seven years ago, we figured we were about the 39th most restrictive uh, gun state in the country. Really? Now we figure we may be in the top 10, though, once this bill goes into effect on July the 1st. Okay, now I'm going to run through some of the stuff. It removes fingerprinting for renewal of a weapons carry license, prohibits the state from creating and maintaining a database uh, for your WCL holders, also creates an absolute defense for legal use of deadly force in the face of violent attacks, lowers the age to obtain uh, what we're talking about there, allows the use of a firearm with uh, sound suppressors while hunting. I, I think that this bill is taking such huge strides uh, when we've put such uh, negative connotations on firearms and rights when it's really up to the person being responsible, uh, train yourself, being very proficient with that firearm. If everybody does the right thing, it's not the gun's fault. And that's what you guys are saying there in Georgia. You're really pushing for it uh, just for more common sense for gun owners. That's really what it boils down to. Well, there's not one provision in this law that will make a criminal uh, do anything different than what he's doing right now. <laughs> exactly. The only thing it will do is it'll allow me to defend myself and my family wherever I go, uh, almost wherever I go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, uh, GeorgiaCarry.org, you said it's been around about seven years. Now, were you guys spearheading this bill going in or lobbying for it? Uh, yes, we, that was our bill, basically. Oh, really? That basically wrote it. We've been fighting for this. Uh, most of these provisions for the last two years, we've passed four bills in the House, and we finally got the Senate to pass a bill 
that was uh, comparable to what we wanted. So, I mean, was this a, a big struggle for you guys there in Georgia? Because um, I didn't know that you had such uh, tight uh, gun restrictions in Georgia. Uh, w- was this kind of an uphill battle the whole way, trying to get this passed? Actually, it was in the, on one side in one chamber, that, that being the Senate. But the House of Representatives was, was all for it. That's where the bill was introduced. And uh, not only was it introduced uh, two years ago or last year, it was introduced again this, this past year. Uh, they also changed one bill that came over from the Senate to last year to contain the same language. And uh, that did not get through the Senate. It died at the last, uh, at the waning minutes of the General Assembly session last year. And then this year, we were able to get it uh, all the way through. Yeah. Now, uh, this has been uh, your your brainchild, basically, uh, from the uh, Georgia Carey organization. But uh, what do you got coming up on the horizon that you're going to be fighting for? Oh, we still got plenty of things we can fight for. <laughs> uh, the South shall rise well, again. <laughs> you left out the Interior government buildings that are unsecured as well. Oh, really? Uh, as long as they don't have screening there. And if you walk into a place that has screening, then you can turn around and walk out uh, if you show your license without being arrested. Uh, also, you can carry, it also codifies carrying into the airports here in Georgia. Seriously? Uh, yeah. And it also, if someone... Uh, is negligent and leaves a firearm in the briefcase and it was an accident and they go through the uh, TSA checkpoint, they will be allowed to take their firearm out of there and put it back in their car and come back through again instead of going to jail and costing about $10,000 get out of trouble. Yeah, actually, Shermaine Nugent should have been in Georgia when she uh, carried a gun into the airport. <laughs> right. <laughs> There's a lot of good uh, things about Georgia. How You know, I thought it was really funny. Uh, it prohibits a ban on firearms in a public housing. You know, I mean, talk about completely stripping away one of our rights. I mean, just because you're in public housing, uh, right. I, 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 for the life of me, I couldn't understand why they wouldn't let you have a gun because you're in public housing. I mean, that's it's just so stupid. safe there. That's yeah. why you don't need them. Well, another thing that it does is uh, that's really good is right now, during a declared emergency, the governor can halt the sales of firearms and ammo. And we took that away from him. He can no longer do that. Holy crap. He so, would do that during hunting season because he wanted all of it for him. <laughs> yeah. Did, did you did you, did you you address martial law in this particular bill? No, we didn't. Um, uh, everybody, uh, all the legislators just about thought that we had to get enough guns down here that we didn't have to worry about them. <laughs> Maybe true. Maybe true. <laughs> that was actually, that was actually said on the house floor in one of the debates. <laughs> There's no way they're coming after all these guns. So we'll, we'll take them at their word for it for right now. But, uh, I said, there's still some things that we want to do. We want to, uh, we'd like to have campus carry. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. over 21 and, there's some vagueness in some of the laws, the way they're written, that we'd like to change a little bit to, to get more clarity on that. Uh, we also strengthened the preemption law, state preemption law, to where uh, counties or municipalities can't do anything hardly except uh, they can stop you from firing, uh, from shooting a firearm within their city limits or within their corporate limits. And unless it's in defense of life, other than that, there's not much they can do. They can't stop you from carrying anywhere. Uh, they can't stop you from uh, putting in a gun store or yeah. that sort of thing. You bet. 
Hey, we've been talking with uh, Jerry Henry, and of course, he's the executive director of the Georgia Carry dot organization. And if you would like to uh, find out more information, go to their website. Yeah, where can we find you online, uh, Jerry? GeorgiaCarry.org. All righty. Well, hey, we want to say a special thank you to Nissan. Uh, NissanUSA.com. Also, Outdoor Channel. OutdoorChannel.com forward slash revolution. How about Ruger? Ruger.com. High Mountain Seasonings. H-I-M-T-N-Jerky.com. And Cabela's. World's foremost outfitter at Cabela's.com. Coming up after the break, though, we're going to be joined by Michael Bain of Outdoor Channel's The Best Defense and The Shooting Gallery. Check them out every Wednesday night. Uh, going to be talking about smart guns. They're not so smart, I think. Uh, here is a quick word from Mark. Jim and I will return after the break. Uh, Mr. Jerry Henry, once again, he is the executive director of GeorgiaCarry.org. Thank you so much for coming on, buddy. Thank you for having me anytime. Outdoor Channel on Rolling Ammo. Good ammunition is concentric ammunition, meaning everything lines up and is manufactured with symmetry and consistency. One key example of this is the relation between the bullet and the brass. Ideally, the bullet should be seated so that it is precisely centered in the neck of the brass and isn't canted to the side. But a quick and easy way to get a feel for runout is to slowly roll ammunition across a flat surface, like a glass countertop, and do this while focusing on the tip of the bullet. If the bullet isn't concentric with the brass, you will see the tip noticeably wobble, and ammo that does this is unlikely to shoot very well. Perform this simple test before you buy ammo at the gun store to avoid spending money on subpar rounds. Now, more great firearm and gear info is headed your way, and stay in the know by checking us out on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash underscore OTN. Outdoor Channel presents an unforgettable journey into the unknown. We're about to go hunt a very, very dangerous animal. We've been to many places in the world that you feel discomfort because you know you're not welcome. This place, nobody's welcome. The Outdoor Channel original series, Uncharted. Well, maybe we shouldn't be here. Maybe this is the one time when we push too far. Coming this July to Outdoor Channel. Best place to find a Boone and Crockett mule deer? Colorado, of course. Best place to learn about them? Colorado's biggest bucks and bulls. Call 719-661-4037. Cabela's is the world's foremost outfitter for hunting, fishing, and outdoor gear. You can outfit all your needs through Cabela's catalogs, online, and their many stores. With the best selection, prices, and quality, all backed by a legendary guarantee. For the best in outdoor gear, go to www.cabelas.com. Full meals for three in a pack, thanks to High Mountain Seasonings. Just add boiling water, and you have a satisfying meal when in the field or anytime. Go to HIMTNJerky.com or call 1-800-829-2285. We're here to introduce... Let me introduce to you... This is The Revolution with Jim and Trav. What if your gun could only be fired by your hand? The New Jersey Institute of Technology has spent the last 13 years developing a gun that analyzes a person's grip and only fires for its owner. You know, a lot of good things have come out of New Jersey. Uh, Snooky. I have to think a little harder. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we are talking about gun goodies and Second Amendment issues uh, on today's show. Before the break, though, Governor Christie, he came out of New Jersey. There you go. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, Before the break, we we actually heard from old uh, Jerry... What did Jerry's last Jerry Henry. He's Jerry Henry. 
Jerry he, Henry. He actually designed the Henry rifle. Yeah, he did. He's the executive director of georgiacarry.org. He was talking about House Bill HB60. Uh, just now being joined by Michael Bain. He is the host of the Best Defense, also shooting gallery uh, every Wednesday night on Outdoor Channel. That is uh, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time, also 8 p.m. Eastern Time. And Michael Bain, he knows a lot about guns. He knows a lot. Mr. Michael, how's it going, buddy? It is going great. I'm here in Colorado where we're trying to reclaim the state from the hippies. <laughs> so let's get on. We're talking about uh, Second Amendment issues on today's show. Let's talk about smart guns. Um, you know, a lot of people know what that is. Uh, if you Google it, a lot of stuff is going to come people up. People are putting this together aren't too smart. Uh, though. But you, you ever think about this? How many fire codes will allow fire extinguishers that require a battery to operate? You know, I mean, they pose so many problems, uh, especially like this one where you have to have this new watch, uh, Michael. And if the watch is like farther than 10 inches away, the gun will not fire. Um, but I mean, they're susceptible to a lot of things. Hacking if they have, i.e., uh, wireless transmissions. Are you go? Are you there? Where'd you go? Which one of you guys got crosswise with NSA? <laughs> it's the monitor trap. I'm not sure, but but it sounded a lot like that. Either that or the aliens are landing on Tuesday. <laughs> it's the aliens. They're they're working for the government. All right, so going back to that, you know, um, uh, smart guns. I mean, there's so many things that can go wrong, and especially in like a self-defense, speaking of uh, self-defense with you, um, in, in that heat of the moment situation where it boils down to life or death and you do need to use your firearm, obviously you never want that to happen. But in case that does happen and there is a malfunction, they almost impose more um, threats to the owner more than anything, correct? Absolutely, because in, in that self-defense situation, in those very seconds, those very, like, say, five seconds where decision-making has to be perfect, all the machinery has to work, you've now introduced an element of uncertainty as to whether the gun's going to work. At any time, and there's been a number of smart gun systems tried over the year. There was one that involved a magnetic ring, and you'd wear the magnetic ring, and when you gripped your revolver handle, it would allow it to be fired. Unfortunately, if you tried to fire it with your other hand or handed it to your spouse, it wouldn't fire. It wouldn't go bang. And when you add an electronic system into a firearm, you know, that you're just asking for something to go badly wrong because electronic systems are subject to a lot of, a lot of issues. And how many times, I mean, here's the, here's the point. You and I, we were just talking on the phone, cell phone technology, which is, you know, essentially technology that's been beta tested to death. It's in use everywhere in the world. And yet this call failed. <laughs> yep. If the cell phone fails, what do you think the odds are of some exotic electronic system in a firearm failing? It approaches 100%. Murphy is alive, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Do you suppose that uh, if they got this thing through and you had that particular weapon and that bracelet or watch, you could just uh, keep the gun and check the bracelet in? I think I like that. Yeah. <laughs> if we hack the gun, you can have the bracelet back. Anything that, imagine that, that in order to defend your life, you have to wear something specific, and you have to trust that it doesn't work. Well, you know, in New Jersey, they're talking about uh, retrofitting any firearms that have already been sold. They've already passed that law that if, you know, smart uh, guns become readily available, that the whole state within three years is going to have to switch over to that, and old uh, firearms will have to be retrofitted with this smart gun technology. And they're, they're even saying police officers. I mean, police officers, they're out there to serve and protect. Let's say their buddy gets wounded. He loses his gun, whatever, okay? He has to pick up his partner's firearm, and he can't discharge that firearm because it malfunctions. 
I mean, especially with the biometric, I know some of them have the biometric grips where if, you know, doesn't match your fingerprints, it won't fire. Like you said, things malfunction. Talk about a healthcare website. That's where you use your partner as a shield. Um, I guess the risk for me is there's so many potential hazards around the smart gun technology that it far outweighs, I guess, what you could say the benefits of it. If there is a benefit, Michael. I don't think there is a benefit to it. And by the way, in New Jersey, they should mandate smart politicians. <laughs> um, although I'm pretty sure they could not get that through the New Jersey legislature. <laughs> That'd be <laughs> tough. Look at fingerprint recognition technology. I, I'm right now. I'm talking on an iPhone. Yeah. And it came with fingerprint recognition technology, so that I would not have to enter a password to get into my phone. The fingerprint recognition technology worked exactly twice. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and it turns out when you when you look into it, it's like, well, are your hands dirty? Are your hands abraded? I mean, have you been doing heavy, heavy work? Have you lifted something? Is there blood on uh, it? it? <laughs> yeah, is there blood on your hand? And that's a key point. They, you know, I read the little 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 statement on why your your fingerprint recognition doesn't work. It said, well, your hands may have liquid on them. <laughs> okay. I wonder if there's a chance you might be injured in a self-defense encounter. I wonder if there's a chance you might have rendered first aid to a member of your family. You know, it's, it's another example of kind of the whole anti-gun movement where, where they know nothing. I mean, it, it, it is a movement that prides itself on ignorance. Mm-hmm. And they come up with these great suggestions like, well, maybe we'll have a genie in a bottle. <laughs> and we'll rub the bottle and the genie will pop out with an AK-47. Um, Which would probably be illegal. Oh, well, you never know. But genies operate under basically a different set of rules. There you go. I'm not sure. They can have a 100-round drum. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're actually coming up on ad break, Michael. So to, to find out more about you, your shows, once again, you're the host of the Best Defense, also Shooting Gallery on Outdoor Channel every Wednesday night, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time, also 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, to find out more about you, uh, how we can become uh, better shooters. Yeah, and how we can vote for you. That's what we need to do. Uh, where can we find you online, buddy? www.downrange.tv We're there 24 hours (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was Michael Bain and of course he is one of the good guys He is one of the good guys and again he is the host of uh, The Best Defense Also Shooting Gallery on Outdoor Channel every Wednesday night 7.30pm Eastern Time Also 8pm Eastern Time Uh, That's a good thing to do on Wednesday night That's the only thing I do on Wednesday night That is all you do on Wednesday night Special thank you though Tuesday night To Nissan And Also Outdoor Channel Ruger High Mountain Seas and Cabela's uh, Kyle Winterstein. He is coming up after the break. Outdoor writer. Yeah, outdoor writer. He's going to be talking about why so many gun manufacturers are moving. Are heading south. They're heading south. Don't go anywhere. Here is a word for Mr. Pignari. Uh Michael, man, thank you so much for coming on, buddy. We greatly appreciate it. It's absolutely fun. I'm here at your disposal whenever you need me, even though I'm in Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> Outdoor Channel on rewriting the Second Amendment. An Illinois school is under fire after a workbook used in its curriculum explained the Second Amendment to the Bill of Rights like this. This amendment states that people have the right to certain weapons, providing that they register them and they have not been in prison. Clearly, that interpretation couldn't be farther from what the Second Amendment actually says. When confronted with the misinformation, the school said they would make appropriate corrections. However, the workbooks remain unchanged and in use in Springfield and throughout Illinois. So for previous shows, adventures of Dad and Me webisodes, and all things Jim and Trav, just shoot over to OutdoorChannel.com forward slash revolution. 
Outdoor Channel presents Wardens. You uncock that gun, and then you get your butt over the fence. From ride-alongs. So we do have a warrant for him? Yes. To sting operations. Don't try to do it. Game warden, stop! You will go to jail. Get up close and personal with the men and women that protect our wildlife. I'll have to call for some backup here. Don't get caught on the wrong side of the law. And that's when you get a dangerous situation. Wardens. Presented by Streamlights. Thursday nights, 7 Eastern. Only on Outdoor Channel. When I'm backpacking in the mountains, I like to travel light. That's why I carry Camp Chef's ready-made gourmet outdoor meals. These freeze-dried meals cook right in the pouch. Just add water. With menu choices like cheesy lasagna, teriyaki chicken with rice, and more, these meals taste great. And with a shelf life of seven years, they're also perfect as an emergency food supply at home. Look for Camp Chef's ready-made gourmet meals at a sporting goods store near you or at CampChef.com. Camp Chef, the way to cook outdoors. Need a gift for someone who loves to hunt and loves to read about it? Colorado's Biggest Bucks and Bulls, third edition, of course. Find it at www.coloradosbiggestbucksandbulls.com. What's the name of this place? It's The Revolution with Jim and Trev. This is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. If you're just joining us, you missed a whole lot of the show. Michael Bean was just on, and he talked about the smart gun, which is not very smart. Yeah, you're missing a lot of uh, gun goodies in Second Amendment Talk on today's show. If you're just now tuning in, shame on you. But you can always uh, check out uh, reruns, outdoorchannel.com forward slash revolution. Good little plug for us. I, I like, like that. that. Kyle Winterstein, he is a freelance outdoor writer. He is just he's, now he's joining us. He knows about moving, and he knows about companies moving because of uh, people ostracizing them. Anyways, Mr. Kyle, how's it going, buddy? Uh, I'm good, Jim. Good to, ha- good to be on. I'm Trav. He's Jim, but that's all right. Um, Close enough. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. I've been called. No, I haven't been called worse than that. <laughs> Anyways. Um, now, okay. There is a lot of companies, manufacturers out there. I mean, we could name off a bunch. They're going the, south. Uh, yeah, they are really going south. Uh, Governor uh, Rick Perry. He has made it really uh, enticing for people to move. You know, Mossberg, Colts. Um, what are some other ones just off the top of my head? Smith & Wesson, are they moving? I mean, what's going on here and why? Well, ultimately, this boils down to a financial decision. They've, they've faced a lot of anti-gun discrimination in, in some of these northeast states for years, but these are businesses, uh, and Texas uh, and other states have made it very enticing for them to do so. Yeah. Well, you know, the Carolinas used to be really strong in the textile industry. Now it seems like a lot of companies are moving to the Carolinas. Yeah, sure. So a lot of these uh, states uh, have better tax rates. and they're, they're just simply better places to do business. So if you're in a state where uh, the governor and, and the legislature not only make laws to ban the very product that you are making uh, and yet are very uh, willing to take your tax dollars, why not move somewhere where uh, your product is welcomed as well as your business? Yeah, that's what I thought was funny is like, oh, no, we want your tax dollars. We want this. But, you know, you can't sell your product. Ah, <laughs> uh, the hypocrisy in that is just amazing. <laughs> How offensive uh, to <laughs> say, hey, we can't trust our citizens product that you're making, but we'd love to have you stay here and, and make it, and oh, by the way, we'll take your tax dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just such a trusting relationship. <laughs> now, do you see this uh, trend continuing? I mean, there's a lot of other manufacturers that have not made a move yet. Do you see it uh, continuing? That's difficult to predict, however. I, I do know that uh, some of these anti-gun uh, northeast states that uh, while they are the center, uh, the traditional historic center of, of firearms manufacturer in the United States, 
you know, not only are they passing anti-legislation, they're just they're increasingly bad places to do business. So, uh, as long, assuming that Texas and the Carolinas, as you mentioned, keep their pleasant tax rates and, and continue to be good places to do business, I I don't see the trend uh, slowing. You know, interestingly enough, I'm working on a story right now for GunsAndAmmo.com about uh, the the ten most uh, gun friendly countries, which is really just a list of of the United States and the nine least anti gun countries. <laughs> <laughs> You know, some of these, it, it's really incredible. We think of them having very lousy gun rights, and, and they do, but there's certain sectors of, of the Northeast, Massachusetts, Connecticut, New York City, and some of these other places where guns have been manufactured that now have more restrictive uh, gun laws than some of these countries in Western and Eastern Europe. It's just, it, it's really, really? incredible that, that the United States. Uh, in certain regions, has taken a turn this way. Yeah, in your uh, in your studies, uh, in your research, uh, give us a couple of uh, Eastern uh, European countries that are friendly. Some of the Scandinavian countries have a, have a big tradition of, of hunting. Now, when I when I point out any of these countries, you know that by our standards, they're still not nice places to live. <laughs> uh, but but, <laughs> but uh, you know, Switzerland has, by European standards. Uh, better gun rights. You know, Canada is actually uh, pretty well down on the list. It's become a very restrictive country, but uh, you know, Mayor Bloomberg would, would sure like to go in there and improve their gun laws. <laughs> <laughs> you guys need to brush up on being strict. <laughs> yeah. Alright, we're actually coming up an ad break. Uh, one more time, buddy, to find about you, your writings, just a better educator. Maybe shows, Facebook. Man. Yeah, Facebook, Twitter, whatever you got. Where can we find you, Mr. Kyle, online? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at, at Kyle Winterstein. All right. Cool. That's cool. what we got to do. Google this man. A lot of stuff is coming up next. Once again, we are talking about gun goodies on today's show. Also, Second Amendment issues coming up after the break. We're going to be joined again by the lovely Mrs. Bunny. She's going to be talking about ammo shortages. Is it a myth or is it real? Also, a new house bill uh, here in Kansas. 2578. Yeah, something cool like that. Don't go anywhere. Here is a word from Mark. Big thank you to Nissan, Ruger, High Mountain Seasonings, uh, Outdoor Channel, and Cabela's. Mr. Kyle, man, thank you so much, buddy. We appreciate Appreciate it. Thank you, gentlemen. Good to talk to you. Outdoor Channel on Smart Gun Technology. A smart gun being developed and marketed for sale in the U.S. isn't going over as well as its developer Armatics had hoped for. The 22 caliber IP1 handgun works only after its owner enters a five-digit code into a special watch that comes with the weapon. The watch then sends a wireless signal to a computer chip in the gun, allowing it to fire. Gun control advocates like the idea. However, the firearm industry isn't excited, arguing that commercialization of the IP1 could lead the government to require the technology on all guns. Now, to sound off and speak your mind about current gun legislation, email us your thoughts at radio at outdoortrailsnetwork.com. The Nissan Frontier is loaded with features perfect for any outdoorsman, like tons of power from a 261-horsepower V6 engine, plus a new feature we're trying out, the game call horn. There's elk, turkey, and mule deer. We're still working on that one. But the Frontier does have the first-in-class Utilitrack cargo-carrying system to strap down your big game. Though cool, the game call horn is not a real feature of the Frontier. Nissan. Innovation that excites. Available features. 2014 Ward Segmentation Small Pickup Class. Properly secure all cargo. Kanapali Beach Hotel. Maui's Hawaiian Hotel. 
Located in the heart of Maui's premier resort, Kanapali Beach Hotel is officially recognized as Hawaii's most Hawaiian hotel and the number one best value in Hawaii. With a range of accommodations and affordable dining options, this is the ideal setting to turn Hawaiian dreams into lifelong memories. Live Hawaiian entertainment every evening, free year-round children's programs, weekly arts and crafts fairs, welcome breakfast, and departure kukui lei ceremonies add to the value. Swim in the whale-shaped pool, indulge in the fabulous spa and hotel salon. Enjoy Hawaiian hospitality at its best at the Ka'anapali Beach Hotel. Call 800-262-8450 or go to kbhmaui.com. That's kbhmaui.com. Aloha. Ka'anapali Beach Hotel, Maui's Hawaiian Hotel. Three, two, one. The Revolution. Do it! With Jim and Trav. It's time. Hey, if you're just joining us, you missed old Kyle Winterstein talking about why are all these gun companies moving south? You know, when you say things are going south quickly, that's usually bad, but this isn't a bad thing. Yeah, it's a wonderful thing. We're talking about Beretta. It's a wonderful <laughs> life. It is a wonderful life. <laughs> Anyways, gun goodies. Second Amendment issues. Mrs. Bunny, you are back, Kyle Winterstein, uh, before the break. So, ammo shortages. Now, Jim is a man of... Uh, many folklores <laughs> but no so there's a lot of myths surrounding the ammo shortage we are in an ammo shortage why are some of those uh, uh things happening well mark de young he's the president and ceo of atk he recently came out and he talked to outdoor life and he was addressing what's really behind the ammo shortage <clears throat> and what he is says it? he says yeah it's real it's not just a perceived thing it's real but the perceptions about why it's going on are inaccurate and he said that people who think that the u.s government is procuring more volumes of ammo than they have in the, in the past isn't um, isn't true. The fact that government contracts, at least theirs, are remaining virtually the same. Now, he said what is driving the shortage is consumer demand, which, you know, mm-hmm. oh, to yeah. a point, yeah, um, the growth in shooting sports, you know, uh, and new shooters, uncertainty about social economics, and people like to stock up and others hoard, and then self-protection and um, personal defense is on the rise, obviously, and that has a market of new shooters as well, with the need to have supply in your home for self-defense. So, obviously, Obviously, um, all of those things can drive it, but there's reason for speculation about the government as well. Now, didn't you make, or maybe you said something, Jimmy, that the government is going to like destroy billions of dollars worth of ammunition just because they think it's dusty? Yeah, <laughs> something like, oh, no, it's you, just, it's not shiny. They don't have an accurate count from the Marines to the Army to the Coast Guard to the Navy and so forth. And so, since we don't know and can't talk to each other. Like, I don't know why they couldn't say, hey, a private, go out there and count those boxes right there. I'm going to tell that to the Navy. And then if they want some, they can buy it from me. Right. They don't share their excessive stockpiles with the different branches. And so they've just been sitting there. They can't even count. <laughs> two plus two. How many fingers you got? I was eight. You they would hire the count from uh, from Sesame Street. I, lo- I love to count. Uh. Well, uh, they uh. say that yeah, they say they can't ascertain which rounds are viable and which rounds may have degraded since purchase. And so, oh my God! So it's pull I, one out, shoot it, right. see if it works. It's, hey, we got it yet? One point two billion dollars worth of ammunition, you know, and 
so the government goes in and they buy, they have huge contracts for um, ammunition. Um, the post office announced that they're going to look for distributors to sell them small assorted arms ammunition. Social Security Administration purchased 174,000 rounds of... Social Security? Yeah, of 357 um, jacketed hollow points. Why? The, the Department of Agriculture has requested 320 rounds. you got to shoot coyotes, I understand that. 320 million rounds? No, 320,000 rounds, sorry. Okay. Oh. The Department of Homeland Security has requested 450 million rounds. Hey, there the you go. FBI has requested 100 million rounds and even the National Oceanic Atmospheric Administration has requested almost 50,000 rounds. And why a weather service no. needs to have that much ammo is beyond me. Shoot you down know, the weather balloon. Loch Ness monster. But the the all this ammunition, um, De- Department of Homeland Security is purchasing enough ammunition to allow for each person to use a roughly 1,000 more rounds of ammo per person than the U.S. Army is allotted. They want to have a bonfire and they want to <laughs> blow stuff up that's what they want to do all right now let's go on to kansas yeah. and uh i love kansas home of the free land of the brave i don't know something like that and, and flat land and the buffalo and yeah. wind <laughs> we we make wind and we ship it everywhere uh, so no um travis actually breaks wind the new what is that house bill uh, house bill 2578 you know one of the one of my favorite um things in here is that they cannot destroy any firearms that have been seized you know, because you always have, like, you see the pictures of, like, uh, tanks running over them. Yeah, Vladimir Putin <laughs> with his shirt off, running over guns, holding a gun. <laughs> you know, I don't know if that's true, but it should be. It should be on a stamp. Um, but, no, they can't destroy any guns. Also, that you're allowed to carry, um, you can carry concealed, you could carry open, you could carry a knife for self-defense. I mean, and it, it doesn't make any difference if it's opened automatically or not. Yeah. No, well, and it prohibits the town, the municipalities, uh, local ordinances um, from in stating laws that say otherwise. Yeah, the state law supersedes any local law right. in you that particular what, case. You know what I really hate is, you. okay, you have religion, okay? Uh-huh. And you have so many different religions that are solely based off of one story, you know, everybody's interpretation. And you're allowed to do that, okay? It's not a law. Religion is not a law. The Second Amendment, it's very clear. There's very few words in it, and it's specific. It's meant to be law, but everybody's trying to interpret it in a different way. Right. Each state has its own interpretation of how they're going to enforce it. Yeah. You can't do that. You can do that religion with religion. You could do that in other aspects of your life. But when this is a law and, and, and this is why this bill is such a wonderful thing, it's just clearing things up, kind of like in Georgia, House Bill 60, whatever. It's just clearing things up, things that shouldn't have to be cleared up. But we have a lot of idiots that, you know, oh, I see purple is pink, so let's call it blue. You know, <laughs> well, and, you do that. <laughs> in addition to um, the gun provisions, they also have a knife provision in there for uh-huh. allowing for knives for the same reason, you know, and uh, also in there mandating that firearms seized by law enforcement. Um, if the owner is acquitted of charges that they have to return it to the owner within 30 days, things like that, just clearing things up. That way there's nothing that can be held out there. So, you know, I am totally against and I hate it and it gives me a headache. Skinny jeans. <laughs> I think it's terrible, but I'm not going to go around saying you can't wear those skinny jeans. I say that's a gym. <laughs> uh, but, you know, no, there is. And I'm trying to make a joke of this, but there's a lot of things in life that I completely disagree with. But you know what? Freedom of speech, free will. You do whatever you want. As long as it's not harming me, it hurts me to look at it. But, you know, I mean. It's common sense. That's we what like it boils the, down we to. We like the looks of this bill 2578 in Kansas. We do. Once again, though, yeah. we are placing so much blame on an inanimate object when it is not the firearm's fault, when it is the user's fault. And let's go back to the true problem in America and the world, and that is mental health. 
We need to be fixing the problem, not just sweeping it under a rug. Let's go back. Let's work on education. Let's work on health in our mind. And I think a lot of things are going to clear up. That's Agreed. my thought exactly, big guy. Agreed. I said all that for a yep. Soapbox. Yeah. <laughs> that was, that was Soap terrible. Soapbox. Well, you said that, Trav, you said it all. There's nothing yeah. else anybody can say. We no. are done. This is where we're out of time for today. Anyways, uh, we want to say a special thank you, though, to Nissan. NissanUSA.com. Also, Outdoor Channel. OutdoorChannel.com forward slash revolution. Ruger. Ruger.com. High Mount Seasonings. H-I-M-T-N-D-R-E.com. Cabela's. The world's foremost outfitter. Cabela's.com. Here is a word from Mark. We got to get to a break. Take a listen to what he has to say. Educate yourself. Go buy a firearm. Stop listening to this show. Oh, it's very important. Ear Hearing protection. protection. Also, eye protection. Take some kids out with you. Get your hunter's uh, education certificate. Get your concealed carry license. Buy a suppressor. Buy a suppressor. <laughs> All right, we got to get to a break. Uh, Jim and I will return. Maybe Bunny with the clothes right after this. Outdoor channel on every town for gun safety. Former New York Mayor Michael Bloomberg is launching a new $50 million gun control campaign, boasting that he will target politicians who oppose his anti-gun agenda. In discussing his latest gun control efforts and the positive effect he believes he is having, he was quoted by the New York Times saying, I am telling you, if there is a God, when I get to heaven, I'm not stopping to be interviewed. I am heading straight in. I have earned my place in heaven. It's not even close. Law-abiding gun owners affected by his anti-gun crusade aren't so sure. Well, don't forget about our Tuesday-Thursday podcasts that are only played on OutdoorTrailsNetwork.com. with Jim and Trav. Hey, we sure learned a heck of a lot about the Second Amendment and a lot of things that are coming down the pike that they're trying to do with the smart guns and so forth. But you know what? We want to thank our 430 affiliate stations or advertisers and everyone that makes the show possible. Like Miss Bunny, Fun Joe, our producer Mark Benary, and Frank the Sound Guy. Also, big thank you to Michael Bain. How about a Kyle Winterstein and Jerry Henry? Mrs. Bunny, though, we do appreciate you and Elijah. Yes. That's the baby in your belly. Yes. It's a little boy. You're having a boy. Elijah Boone? We are. Is it? Something like that. All right, so we got to get to a break. God bless you. Uh, Buy lots of bullets, make babies, and have a good weekend. Uh, We will be back next week. Love you. Peace out. Be safe. Buckle up. Oh, your local news weather's coming up next. Stick around. of Outdoor Trails Radio Network. Copyright 2014. All rights reserved.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.